Welcome to Powerful at Work Radio, the podcast for business owners like you who value each person and desire to lead powerfully. I'm your host, Rosa Ponce de Leon, and it is my goal to help you secure your legacy and make a real impact by establishing a culture where all are empowered to be more creative and efficient without all the burnout and people issues. If you're ready to do things differently, tune in and join the movement. Now let's get after it. Lily Woy has reshaped her career by 180 when she hit her limit and could not imagine living another day not achieving her full potential. Her journey has been an inspiration to many people from naively letting her company mold her into another corporate consultant to breaking free, taking charge of her career, and carving out a role for herself in her company that fits her passion. She's now on a mission to do the same for others and to help leaders understand the value of having people on the team who are truly fulfilled and how to get there. Lily helps corporate professionals to get purposeful and intentional to break the glass ceiling and to unleash their full potential. The bottom line is they will get excited about their careers again. Lily Woy, happy to have you on the show. How are you this afternoon? I'm doing very well, thanks. How are you? Joining us all the way, joining us all the way from London. I love it. And I was just picking up on a little bit of your English accent, which I love. Yes, yes. I have been in London for about 10 years now, so developing a bit of a slight accent. I love it. Well, in your travels and in your worldly experience, you've had a lot of contact in helping people to find their greatness and having their quiet voice, and especially working in male-dominated industries, how people can be seen. And so I wanted to, to take a time to talk to you more along the lines of in those experiences, what has been your experience in finding that kind of talent and helping people to navigate through some of that? Wow, that is a very big question. A lot of it, it's down to experimenting and just trying out everything that you find remotely interesting and exciting and seeing whether is it something feasible for you to do for the long term? Mm-hmm. Is it something that fits who you are as a person and whether is it something you want to do more of and kind of very also bearing in mind that you grow and you change life changes different life stages happen to you as you go in, as you move into different career milestone life milestone and it's this constantly evolving journey that you mm-hmm. kind of keep experimenting and growing and just figuring out who you are and what kind of legacy you want to live Um, right. Yeah. And so you're talking about a little bit of curiosity that you have with people. And I like that you use experimenting because I think sometimes people, they get afraid to really try things with other people. And I think when you've established a relationship of growth of we're here to help you evolve or help you bring what's inside out. And, and when you have those types of connections with people it is a little bit of an experience isn't it it's like we're just trying to some may work and some may not because if we believe everyone's different then what works for one person work for the other person and so I think I did ask you kind of a loaded broad question so let's kind of start there let's start about the curiosity and maybe what was your heart in getting into this type of work I have always been fascinated with human behaviors in interaction and seeing how people can react so differently to the same event mm-hmm. and how our perception and worldview just shape out our reality mm-hmm. and it's quite interesting that something can be a fact but it's never interpreted or never seen that way and mm-hmm. that kind of got me into um, this whole world of people development leadership development working with just humans Yes. What kind of leaders or what kind of person they want to be in the workplace and in life. 
Right. And, and that's a great point because sometimes we do have this person that shows up at work and has it all together and we're sharp and we're hitting it. And I don't want to say perfect, but they, there's clear expectations of us in the workplace. And sometimes because work is so stressful, we really gear up and give our very best and we go to work. And then by the time we get home, we're nothing like that person. We're tired. We're not all there. We're just decompressing. And sometimes it's our loved ones that see this different person that they don't get the same person. What you're talking about is people being great in all aspects of their life. Exactly. I think the key is everyone tries to be this perfect person in the workplace. So everyone goes through the same emotional kind of exhaustion of being this perfect person, this in-control person in the workplace. And at the end of the day, they are just too tired to engage with their family, to with their loved ones or with their friends. And you just keep constantly going through this cycle every day, Monday to Friday. And that's why people get burned up so easily. And you know what? I want to stay here a little bit because I think we've worked with people who, who have that and we help to, to recover. We can be coaches like a spa, right? Let, let's get you reinvigorated, get excited, get you back in alignment and get you back in the grind. But we're sending them back to the grind. And why I transitioned my business into helping business owners is because we should really change that grind. Maybe it doesn't need to be a grind. Maybe we can appreciate better results than the grind. We just haven't taken a time to experiment with people. What if we created environments at work where we actually also cared about what this person is like at home, where we're not just depleting this person and having them go home for a few hours and come back the next day only to extract more from them again? What if we changed our philosophy to where we created an environment that is helpful for both home life and work? So for you, what is the satisfaction that you get from helping people achieve that in their life? that is possible. You can have work and life together. And this whole concept of work-life balance is possible, but it's also so unique to the different people you work with. Some people would like to take work a little bit too much compared to another person's preference. And that's fine. But how do we find a way that we can allow ourselves to work together? We don't need to just stick to one person's way of working and find a blended way that everyone's ways of working can work together. And one of the things I really like to do with leaders or business owners that's looking to re-engage their people, it's to do kind of a teaming session to just get to know one another. How do I like to work? When am I most excited about? When I'm most upset about? How would you know if I am stressed out by something? And how would I like you to engage with me when I'm stressed? Right. And just being a bit more human in the workplace and just having a bit more fun as well. Yeah. And that can be fun. And I think sometimes we look at it as business owners as I don't have time to do that, but you don't realize what you're gaining because this person, when you know how to meet their personal needs, we're talking about emotions, we're talking about when I'm stressed out, these are all things we should expect from our people, they're going to be stressed out, they're going to be emotionally not present, they're going to be hurting at some point. And if I take the time to get to know them, when those things happen, I know how to somehow meet those needs so that the person can bounce back faster and healthier. But also you're gaining a, an additional thing, and that is a strong bond and loyalty that you wouldn't have had if you didn't take the time. And so there's only to gain by that small time investment. There's only something to gain. Can you speak to some of the successes you've seen when people achieve that? You can achieve anything through that. It is what, at the end of the day, your people is your first 
continual and your last line of defense in business. It's not about the system, your processes, the technical skills. It's about your people. And they are your biggest investment. Mm -hmm. If you don't nurture and invest in them, how can you expect them to do the same to you? I would say invest in your people and your business will be a success. Yeah, let's talk more about that because you're talking about they're doing the same for you. So there's a return. It's not just in the fact that you have a healthy workforce and you have a happy workforce and a fulfilled workforce, but they also give you a return in that they carry some of what you're carrying for you. They're taking a load off of your back. They should not be a burden on you. They should be taking a load off of your back. So how does that look? When they're engaged, when they are motivated, when they're connected to you, they would probably be banging on your door saying that, stop doing that. I would do it. I would take it over. (laughs) You go and do something different. Focus on expanding the business. Focus on doing something more strategic. I can sort all of this up for you. They would start going over and beyond their job scope and job responsibility and help you grow as a person, as, as with your business. That is so true. You're bringing up an example that people listening might be thinking, yeah, right. (laughs) But it's true. When people are engaged, they want to take stuff off your plate. They're excited about the work that they do. They want to feel the satisfaction of knowing they did something good because I'm committed to Rosa and I'm committed to this vision and I want to follow a leader. We know that people leave bad leaders. We know that people don't want to work with people who mistreat them. But the opposite is also true when you are tending to their needs and when they care, they know how good they have it. They know they have a great leader and they don't just want to support you. They want to help you to be your best and to position you into being in a stronger leadership standing where you can expand the business, where you can push the team harder and know that you that not only is that something you can do, I want you to do that. Exactly, exactly. And one of the things is also, to look at, or one of the things I talk to business owner about it, the concept of also letting your people go. When they hit a maximum to where they're able to grow in your business, be very graceful and very encouraging in helping them to find the next thing for them to grow. Because eventually, they will only have good things to say about you. They will refer good people to you. They will refer good business to you. And when they have gotten all of the knowledge, they might actually come back to your business and help it to bring it to the next level. Right. So it's Reconnecting. not about exactly it's not about just keeping them in your, your business forever because that's never gonna happen. And I like that because you're talking about a diversity of experiences where they're with you for a season, they've experienced something amazing, they know what it's like to work in a healthy culture, and hopefully we set them up in another set of healthy culture in another business. But now they're having a different experience and they do get to grow and continue to be invested because not everybody wants to have an ascension, right? Not everybody wants to be a leader. Some people just want to be team players. They're really good at that. They excel at it. And at some point, they're probably bored. (laughs) Their curiosity about working with you has reached its limit, like you said, and they're just bored. And it's okay. (laughs) And it's okay. And I I find that a lot of business owners look at that as a waste of their investment. They, They kind of have this reason or excuse to say that, why do I want to invest so much in a person that eventually they will leave? And it's just reframing the perspective. You want them to leave. It's a success on you, right? Exactly. 
It, it is a, because now they've graduated. And I like what you said about their advocates for you. They're advocates by sending you clients, sending you work, sending your referrals. They're advocates for you as a person, as a brand. The credibility is there and you have expanded your reach. And when the next person gets bored, I can go reach and say, hey, my former employee now works at this other place. Maybe you'd be great there too. And so now you form a relationship with a company that you may not have otherwise had. Exactly. Everything is about people and relationship. How you get business, that's how you get a good reputation, that's how you get known. The company system and process will come along. You yes. will find the right people with the right knowledge to help you. Don't focus too much on that. Focus on your people. That's what I would yes. say. No, for sure. I hope you're enjoying this episode of Powerful at Work Radio. If you're ready for more freedom from the day-to-day so you can properly rest, dream, and be more effective as a business owner, I want to invite you to our upcoming free training where I'm going to share my easy five-part process for making sure your team feels truly seen, heard, and understood. For more details or to register for the training, visit rosaponsdeleon.com. There, you'll also find tons of resources for growing as a business owner so you can go all in on your team while they go all in on bringing your vision to life. Let's, let's talk about legacy a little bit because your legacy can be all about the profits that you made short term and the, the goals that you have for your business, which are all important. We all want to be organized and have those goals. But legacy wise, it is about the people that we left a mark on. Because when I'm long gone, those people will still carry some of what Rosa invested in them and they'll continue to do great things in the world, maybe because I was a piece of their life. And so if I'm the business owner, I need to understand what my legacy is and is it what I wanted it to be? Because maybe I think it's great, but maybe it's not. Yeah. yeah. Because I overlooked small moments with people. Exactly. It's the small moments that matter. And it's not about looking at this or finding big things to do or Mm -hmm. finding things that is very visible. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. the small moments that people would reflect on in five, 10 years time to say that, huh, that moment or that, sentence or that statement or that action that this person made changed my life. Yes. And I think if we take the time to reflect, we can probably think of times when someone did that for us, but we won't be able to take advantage of those moments if we're too busy doing the work that if we invested in our team, they'd be like, Rosa, stop it. I got it. So they can free me up to to take advantage of those moments and notice them and not be so stressed out that I overlook those moments. Yeah. Yeah. And as a business owner or business leader, you start to also shift the lens of you're not doing anymore. Mm -hmm. You're leading, Mm -hmm. you're inspiring, you're setting the vision, you're getting the team together. So as a business owner or business leader, you are doing people management. Yes. Your people will be doing the work for you and with you. Yes. So we're talking about two things here that I'm hearing is a, you have to have confidence that the team will be doing a good job as good as if you were doing it. But you also want to have that continuity of knowing that nothing is changed just because you're stepping back, right? The product continuity continues, the consistency of the product continues. And so I think what we're talking about, we're just driving the point home that it's about the people, that the systems and the processes matter. But if we don't have the people dialed in, those things will compromise consistency. They'll compromise the competencies that are there and they'll compromise that confidence that I have in my people because I have to constantly be looking over their shoulder and that's how we become micromanagers. Exactly. And a key kind of element to this is control. Mm, um, yes, which is not leadership. Which is not leadership. Yes, 
you should maintain your standard of expectation of delivery and the quality. And you should keep focus on the outcomes, but don't focus on how is it being done. Leave that to your people to decide how to do it. As long as you set clear expectation of this is the outcome we are looking to achieve and this is the standard we should always be aiming for and keep thinking. And the key there is because people do work differently. People do solve problems differently. And if we are investing in our people the way we should, we get to understand why they did it a little differently and how they got to the better result. But also there's this institutional learning that happens where I'm kind of the person that's seeing all my different team members doing different things. And I'm collecting kind of all the efficiencies that we're developing as an organization. And I get to weigh in. I'm not absent. I get to weigh in and I get to highlight what's working and what's not. And, oh, look over here. Somebody else tried this. Let's connect you two. You become now this kind of center point of awesomeness in your business. And you get to make people better because of that. Because you're taking the time. Yeah. And it's also involved having the difficult conversation as well. Yes. That's something a lot of owners and leaders struggle with to have a very frank conversation to say, this could be better. This is not working. What can we do differently? Rather than having a conversation that is, why have we not done this properly? Yes. Holding the space. There's a difference between us standing across the table from each other and saying, hey, Lily, I noticed that this didn't come through and it's personal, right? It's Lily fell apart versus, hey, Lily, stand next to me. Let's look at this. Let's look at this problem together and let's figure out why it's not where it needs to be and how can we get it there? Exactly. No one wants to fail. No one wants to do a bad job. You know, everyone has a certain level of expectation they have of themselves. Right. But you can only do that when you have that connection because a person will naturally feel threatened when the only conversation they've had is all business and you haven't had just a normal, let me get to know Lily conversation, then you're going to assume that I think you're a failure. I may not as a leader, I may not think you're a failure. I may just see the the perfect solution. and I'm such a problem solver that I want to help you solve it, but I haven't tended to your emotional needs or your human needs so that when I come to you and I confront this issue, it does feel personal, even if it's not. Exactly. And I think we need to realize and business owner and leaders need to realize that at the end of the day, you hired them. There is a level of power dynamics that they see you as someone that ultimately would make a decision to fire them or not. Right, right. There is this subconscious expectation of I need to do a good job. Anything that I don't do well, my job is in jeopardy. Right. So as a leader, we need to kind of make take the first step and extend the hand to form that connection to say that mistake and failure happens. Your job is still secure. Yes. We do this better yes. next time. And also appreciate the fact that a failure means that you're taking risks. And as long yes. as you're not being reckless with those risks, I want you to take them because I want you to be agile in the marketplace. If we haven't been failing, then when destruction happens or a disruption happens in the marketplace, that should not be the first time we fail because it could be devastating at that point. Exactly. It's the constant learning, constant failing. Of the terms that I really like that I heard before, it's let's have a museum of failures because we are so hung up about successes. We look at social media, we look at all of the advertising, do this, the instant quick fix. You're going to get this if you just follow the proven steps. 
I love it. Well, we're starting to wrap up, but I like that you should showcase this in a museum because you go to a museum and it, it's kind of a case study, right? You you have this display of something cool that happened somewhere, either, whether it's art, whether it's an event, whatever it is, there's a case study there and there's some learning value there. And I think that when, when we showcase those and we don't hide them from people, they can become very powerful teaching mechanisms for other people not to fail. Yeah, yeah. Because we kind of look at what are all of the 101 ways we try. And this is the one way that seems to work. Yeah, we don't so have to start at, at zero yards. We can start at the 50 yard line or the 70 yard line, whatever, and, and get closer to that touchdown. I like that exactly. a lot. Well, thank you for bringing us to this closing thought, because if we can all kind of celebrate these failures of our people and turn them into connection opportunities and continue to invest in our people, this is where we can truly get that support system that we need from our team inside of our business so that we can work on the business and not in the business. I like that so much. Lily, thank you for, for sharing this wisdom and this excitement that you get for helping people become their best and for giving us this perspective. Is there anything that you'd like to say in closing in addition to that? Thank you for having me. And if anyone wants to further the conversation, they can find me on LinkedIn, Lily Woy, or drop me an email. Beautiful. Thank you so much. We'd love to connect with you. And I will definitely include those links in the comments for our listeners to connect with you and continue the conversation. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to Powerful at Work Radio. If you subscribe now, you're going to hear from some truly amazing guests who will help you shift into a new approach to leadership so you can develop a healthy relationship with your team and truly maximize your impact. We'll explore stories from experts who are daring to do work differently, and we want to invite you into the conversation. Hit the subscribe button on your podcast app. We're excited to help you lead a high-performance team with simple advice that you can start using right now for maximum results.